as we approach、um, Christmas, commemorating the birth of Jesus Christ in the humble stable of Bethlehem, I extend profound admiration and gratitude to Jesus. Through his birth, the realization of profound truth and his selfless sacrifice for all humanity. His light continues to illuminate the hearts of all humankind for over two millennia. On this special day, I, as I contemplated the message to convey, the love of Jesus came to my mind, and I wanted to share a warmth in, in my heart, like that of the saints, even more radiant than the sun. I must confess that. Actually, I didn't know much about Jesus when I was twenty or so. Biased based on the unfavorable behaviors exhibited by some Christians in Korea had subtly influenced me, and I lived with an underlying belief that one Buddhism is the superior one. <laughs> During my university days, I had a close roommate. Who was a devout Christian? Unconsciously, I harbored thoughts like it would be better if she didn't follow Christianity. One day, in my dream, she even hung a cross in our shared space, and I felt a sense of unease, and suspicion began to creep in. It left me with a lingering discomfort for a long time, and after that time, I had the honor of receiving teachings from the head Dharma master and senior masters in the center headquarters of One Buddhism, as we gathered for a regular retreat. At this retreat, we were graced with the Dharma discourse on the teachings of the late Master Dehsan. Who held the esteemed position of the third prime dharma master in One Buddhism? His discourse centered on his transmission verse: "Truth is one; the word is one. Humanity is one family. The word is one workplace. Let us pioneer one world." In that moment, I felt something within me thawing away. Throughout history, sages has have unfolded the dharmas with a great compassion, compassionate heart, emphasizing with all sentient beings groaning in pain within the turbulency of suffering. In that instance, I deeply sensed a commonality between. The spirit of the founding master Sotisan of One Buddhism, Jesus, and all sages—a universal aspiration to all save all beings. Religious barriers in my heart dissolved, and the sharp edges of emotions softened. It seemed that my friend also felt my transformation. And to this day, we maintain a good relationship with warmth and affection. It has been said that truth is one, 
and the Master Taishan illuminated the concept of love more radiant than the sun. Drawing inspiration from exemplary figures such as Buddha, Lao Tzu, Confucius, Jesus, and Ichadun in Korea, to symbolize the warmth of enlightened sages. Among them, when Buddha in a past life was deeply devoted to ascetic practice, he faced a severe trial inflicted by King Gari, who cut off all his limbs. Remarkably, Buddha harbored no resentment or anger. Instead, he made a vow to save all sentient beings in pain. This compassionate pledge led him to dedicate himself tirelessly to alleviating the suffering of all sentient beings. And this great vow has been passed down through ages, through the ages spanning over 3,000 years as an enduring legacy for humanity. During Confucius' journey to educate the masses amidst a chaotic period in China, he encountered a situation where he was mistaken for the most notorious villain in the country due to a striking resemblance. Crossing a mountain, he found himself surrounded by locals who under, under the misperception besieged him for over a week, leaving him without a drop of water or mouthful of food. Despite these hardships, Confucius displayed equanimity harboring no resentment toward the heavens or blaming people. His disciples, following their teacher's example, neither resented his master, their master nor criticized others. Instead, they maintained a serene composure. Surprisingly, those who had surrounded them, touched by their magnanimity, ended up worshiping and releasing them. This significant virtue was then passed down to humanity. And when Jesus, due to Judas' betrayal, was led to Calvary with the cross on his shoulders, the mere weight of the cross was enough to make him stumble. As Roman soldiers continued to whip and scourge him with leather straps, he became covered in blood. While being struck and dragged, his mother followed along the seven steps leading to the crucifixion site, pleading tearfully, just once, deny that you are the Messiah and you can leave. Despite her desperate pleas, he remained steadfast. Even when a fellow condemned prisoner who was being crucified alongside him insulted Jesus, he responded not with anger, but with forgiveness, embracing the man until the end. Jesus had a heart of forgiveness and compassion, which he demonstrated with, 
when he was nailed to the cross. This profound love and forgiveness he showed have been passed down to humanity. What was the commonality among these enlightened sages? It was the act of sacrificing themselves to revive the minds of all, saving the entire nation and the world. The love radiant as the sun in the enlightened sages was, in essence, the heart of saving. I pondered a lot on how to convey the spirit of these sages through just words. Later on, I realized that I should share the heart of those sages exactly as I received it through the teachings of my teachers. A few days ago was the anniversary of my father's passing. Thankfully, ministers held a memorial service for him here. My father was an extremely loving person. He was a tremendously warm father, giving immense love to his children, but always sharing everything to others when something good happened, making our family financially difficult and causing stress for my mother. So from a very young age, I had earned money through tutoring to support my parents and siblings. As the eldest daughter, the sense of responsibility weighed heavily on me, and I often resented my father. Even when my father's business wasn't doing well and he faced hardships, I didn't show any understanding for his painful heart. During my college days, I was studying in the library when my father caused another problem and I had to help. I was so irritated and angry. Every day felt like living with water pouring into the broken jar. Unable to confide in anyone, I lived as if suffocating in deep water. Then my younger sibling suggested contacting Cardinal Master Chang San, who is at the center headquarters of One Buddhism, if feeling troubled. Gathering courage, I dialed the number. I gathered my thoughts, and in the very first call, Master Chang San greeted me as if he knew me very well, asking, is it urgent? And I said, yes. I went to meet him in Iksan, in Korea. Master Chang San had finished his meal 30 minutes earlier, waiting for me with both hands held out warmly, saying, welcome. He asked me 
about the details of my situation inquired father and listened to my story very attentively. It was the first time I had shared my pain with somebody else. He wholeheartedly listening. His wholehearted listening is vivid in my memory. Master Changsan suggested that my siblings and I pray for our father at the very same time every day. And suddenly clasped his hands, asking me to pray. Holding both of my hands, he led the prayer. He prayed. Yawan's father is not originally like this, but is struggling under the burden of responsibility, causing pain to the family. Suddenly, my heart vibrated. I began to see the arrows of emotions I had shot at my father countless times. Originally, my father was not such a person. And after finishing the prayer, Master Changsan warmly told me that my father would recover within a, within a year. And when he does, to bring a box of apples as a token of gratitude. And me and my siblings diligently prayed after that. Remarkably, as if he, it were a miracle, my father's spirit gradually revived. He attended a retreat in Hawaii, returned to the temple after the decade, and saw improvement in various aspects of his life. And I bought a box of apples to bring him, shedding tears of gratitude for the heart that melted my frozen heart with profound grace. I shared this story during a regular retreat conversation time. My teacher shed tears upon hearing it. In that moment, I felt that my teacher emphasized with my pain, suffering, and the entire process of healing. Instead of silently grappling with the issues in my relationship with my father, I started openly discussing them with my teacher during Dharma services after that. And one day I wrote the following in my journal, and I found that recently. Can I uplift someone who has fallen into despair? For a long time, I remained bowed down in frustration and self-blame. Now, a slow reawakening is taking place, taking place. I want to build my skills and learn thoroughly so that I become a person who saves and uplifts others, no matter who they are. If it weren't for the love warmer than the sun, the love I received from my teachers, a love that saves hearts and the world, I probably wouldn't be here today. My teachers, in turn, have embraced the spirit of the sages, a spirit passed down from Master Tesan, who himself received it from founding Master Su Tesan and the second head Dharma Master Chong San. And finally, I'd like to share one more story with all of you. 
The third head Dharma Master Taishan composed a scripture called the conclusion of the prayer. By combining four prayers he had recited throughout his life just before entering nirvana. In this scripture, phrases such as word revival, the way and its power revival, religious orders revival, sages revival, mind revival, are encapsulated along with the words, truth is one, the word is one, humanity is one family, the word is one workplace, let's pioneer one world. Let me share the process of how Master Tesan declared his scripture. In his 30s, Master Tesan suffered severely from tuberculosis, leaving one of his lungs nearly non-functional. Despite his sickness and numerous complications, with temperatures rising above 104 degrees, when he, de when he expressed his determination to go to Hawaii, his primary physician, disciples, and the older strongly opposed. Considering it the journey impossible due to his critical condition, Nevertheless, Master Taishan resolved to go facing tremendous difficulties. Due to his frail health, Master Taishan made the arduous journey to Seoul by car. After resting for a week to regain his strength, he embarked on another plane journey. The disciple attached it attached an improvised bed to the economy seat, allowing Cardinal Master Taishan to lie motionless for the entire eight-hour flight without consuming any food. During that time, the minister of Hawaii Temple expressed the following sentiments. Despite the severe state of Cardinal Master Taishan's health, he insisted on going to Hawaii, overcoming the opposition from his primary physician. When he arrived at Honolulu International Airport in a wheelchair, I couldn't help but think it was a dream. Shedding tears uncontrollably. It was at that moment that I realized that sagely aspiration of Master Tezan profoundly moved even the heavens. Why did the sage, with such, such determination and risking his life, go all the way to Hawaii? I believe it was to transmit the great spirit and the mind seal of the founding master, Sotesan, to the entire world, leading all sentient beings drowning in the turbulent sea of suffering to a vast and immeasurable paradise. So who is the sentient being drowning in the turbulency of suffering? Is it the numerous people we encounter in our daily lives? Is it the fellow practitioners beside us right now? 
Why have the sages, especially founding Master Sutesan, come to this world? Why did Master Tesan come to Hawaii? Why did they de dedicate their entire lives to spread these dharmas? I invite each of us to take a moment to contemplate who, the, who this sentient being in the turbulency of suffering truly is. In the beginning, I too felt that the founding master Sotesan and all sages simply came to save the entire sentient beings drowning in the turbulency of suffering and to rescue the ailing world. But the suffering sentient being is none other than me. Before encountering one Buddhism, I lived in tremendous suffering. The ailing society is none other than my family and neighbors I belong to, not some distant place. Who did founding master Sutesan and the successive sages come for? They came for me, for my family, to save our country and to rescue this world. In the moment we feel this in our hearts, we are deeply connected with the sages. Now close your eyes and follow along by placing hands over your hearts. How much love do I have for myself right now? Have I not been too hard on myself through this year? Have I listened to the voice of my heart? Now open your eyes and look around the person next to you. Can you feel their heart, pain, and emotions with your heart? How much, of you, how much of my heart can I offer for that person? The love of the sages begins here, and action starts from my own seat. If I neglect myself and don't listen to my voice, my surroundings become un unclear, and I end up rejecting others. Even when it feels tough, painful, and despairing, I hope you never forget that all the sages came to this world, not for someone else, but for each one of you. With just that fact alone, each of you is the most precious person in this world. I hope that a love warmer than the sun of the sages, which revitalized my entire existence, will revive and flourish even more in 2024. Thank you.